This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Today I am joined by the wonderful, the spectacular. It is Amelia Ace. Hey, how are you doing, Amelia? I'm really good. I've been loving the snow. Uh, have you been loving the snow? Well, I've been loving the snow until I was cold. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 been having a bit of a struggle with the snow today. Um, I had to wait about forty five minutes for a train this morning. Oh God! And then like people were just people people are being insane. Like it's just a bit of snow. Like everyone needs to calm down a bit. But like the way like people were trying to force themselves onto the, onto the trains this one guy was like trying to force himself on so much that he then like collapsed backwards out of the train oh my gosh and i like dropped my protein shake on the floor <laughs> and like trying to be like some gallant superhero or something like tried to like run to his rescue and prop him up and i just ended up wiping myself out oh as well oh gosh so it's 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 been a chaotic day for us all, I think. We, yes. We're just not equipped for the snow in this country. No, we really, really aren't. And then you see Scotland and they're like, oh, it's just a normal day and we're falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we literally can't cope with it. We, we just don't know what to do. Um, Amelia, I, I have been having a little bit of a look at your YouTube channel. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was having a little bit of a stalk through your videos last night. Um, and I was learning a lot about asexuality and actually, do you want to give our lovely listeners a little bit of a rundown on who you are and what you do? Okay, so I'm Amelia Ace. I run an asexuality YouTube. So my YouTube channel mostly focuses on topics to do with sexuality, specifically asexuality, which is when you don't experience sexual attraction. And I talk about that and I talk about the identities that exist within the asexual spectrum as well. Because it is a spectrum, and I think that's I think that's one thing that people often overlook. They think it's a very binary thing. They think either you're a sexual person or you're an asexual person, and it's and it's not. It kind of it flows between those two things, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel like asexuality is actually like all about the grey areas, but yes. it's seen as this very very strict and rigid thing, which it really isn't. Yeah, and I think I think that's again, like I said, I was I was watching through your videos last night, and I feel like I learned so much about asexuality and and that was one thing that I kind of really started to understand a little bit more that again you can correct me if I'm, <laughs> I'm if I if I'm wrong and I probably am wrong um I was kind of looking at different I was seeing different examples of asexuality as well so though I was seeing you know a person saying you know I'm not I'm not really into sex but I I, I really enjoy kissing and then somebody saying I absolutely never want to have sex with anybody that is just not my bag i don't want to do that that's not for me and then other people saying oh you know um i'm sex doesn't really interest me that much but if i'm in love with somebody and they want to try it then you know then i'm 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 open to experimenting with that and i think kind of learning all those different yeah. types of asexuality is really yeah, important. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I think I had the, I had a commenter on one of my videos actually once describe it as the fact that you can be hungry but not for a specific food. So Ooh. someone can have a sex drive can you know have a bit of a sex drive can yeah. want to have sex can be interested in relationships but not for a, they don't have, you know, they're not specifically attracted to men or women or both or neither or any any gender. Yeah. So it's one of those things where um I feel like you can 
you assume asexuality is absolutely no way, no thank you, I will not have sex under any circumstances. But actually, I like to say it's about your attraction rather than your action. So you can yeah. be asexual and the amount of sex you have isn't actually anything to do with your sexual identity necessarily. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think as well that the way society kind of constructs itself like I feel like we have a society that's I feel we, we're going to need to get into like being aromantic and, and probably yeah. <laughs> being a, a gender as well later on and we will um, but you know the way society kind of society is so obsessed with sex and so obsessed with relationships do you think that's problematic you know I can't imagine growing up as an asexual person or an aromantic person do you want to give the li- lovely listeners a little bit of a definition of being aromantic. Uh, aromantic is if you don't experience romantic attraction, which basically most of the time, although again, lots of grey areas, means that you don't have romantic relationships or you aren't interested in romance. Yes. So asexual, not really interested in sex. It's not that black and white, but that's essentially yep, what it yep. means. And then aromantic, not necessarily interested in romantic relationships. Yes. Um, and the two aren't mutu- mutually exclusive, right? No. A lot of asexual people are also aromantic, but not all asexual people are. You can also have, often people talk about a sexual a sexual orientation and a romantic orientation like not everyone uses that but so for example i am asexual yeah but i'm also bi-romantic which means i'm like almost like bisexual but without the sex bit yes yeah 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 Yeah. okay so for, for you growing up for instance then you know looking out to the world i guess it it doesn't because you're bi-romantic you are interested in relationships and all of those things but in a world that's so focused on sex you know i feel like you can't watch a movie or you know see it's you can't really i feel like you must feel so cut off sometimes oh no it is it's surreal i remember um like i grew up watching things like friends yeah and i watched friends frankly from an age i shouldn't have been watching shows like (laughs) friends i think that's a lot of people's experience with those kind of sitcoms and i would just kind of um i had this very strange thing where i thought everyone was putting it on Like, I thought everyone had watched shows like sitcoms and gone, okay, so we have to be interested in sex. And then once my friends started, you know, talking about sex, I literally thought it was like this whole big thing no one was talking about. It's a big conspiracy. Yeah, like no one truly (laughs) actually liked sex or wanted to have it. They all just kind of had grown up watching TV and thought, therefore, they had to. Yeah. And then eventually I went, oh, no, wait. That's just my experience. Sure. So it's like, you know, when like everyone's like listening to some really awful music and you know full well that none of them like it. Yeah. They're just like, because it's cool. I everyone's thought like, that's <laughs> what sex was. <laughs> I truly deeply thought that everyone, like I thought everyone just kind of looked at their class. Like if you go back to when you're in like kind of year three, year four, when people start forming crushes and stuff. Yeah. I legitimately thought that the way you chose, like, a crush was you looked at, like, everyone in your class and you chose, like, the one boy in your class who was not a complete dick and you went, <laughs> him, I'm going to, like, just decide he is the one I have a crush he on. He is my crush, everyone. <laughs> oh, obviously, I, 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 I can't... I, can't fully relate to that yeah um but i i in in a tiny i i kind of understand this kind of example you're using though because i feel like when i was kind of like i i i realized i was gay at a pretty young age yeah. um so when i was like eight years old and all the and all the boys were talking about their girl crushes yeah that was definitely the kind well, my kind of logic the same as kind well of thing, isn't it it's just that for me it was 
for everything. Like it yes. was all yeah, all the crushes, all the crushes were nonsense. <laughs> yeah. So then, how how did you kind of discover that you were asexual? Because that must have been quite a difficult thing to do. Because I feel like it's not talked about that much, it, especially at a young age. No, yeah, definitely. So I realised I was asexual. I realised I was inverted commas different. Isn't that how people always say it? <laughs> but uh, when I was about fourteen or so, I started realising that oh, these people are serious when they say they they're want not to just have making sex. this up. This is a real thing. They're, people they're, want. <laughs> they're, they're buying condoms. They're going ahead with it. Like <laughs> once it started becoming like a reality for yeah. some of my friends, I was like, oh god, and. um by, by around the time I was 15, 16, I'd started to realise. And at that point, I had my first boyfriend. And I ended up just... And, like, we had not done anything. We didn't kiss. We kind of held hands and it was a big deal yeah. kind of level. And I realised... Um, I was, like, online, I think. And I saw someone talking about kind of when people develop and, like, sexual attraction. And I have no idea if this fact is true. It could entirely just be one of those things that gets passed around on the internet and has no factual basis but someone said oh you start experiencing your first kind of signs of sexual attraction and things from about as young as 12 like 11 12 and then by the time you're 16 almost everyone experiences it and i was there just kind of just past my 16th birthday like wait what we're looking at the like like, yeah like where's it come on where's it coming i need to start wanting this And so I was like, I looked around, I found some definitions online, I went into the dark hole that was Tumblr. I love Tumblr though. (laughs) I spent so much time on Tumblr. And I kind of went, I sent a message to my friend, I'm like, oh my God, I think I'm asexual. And then uh, about a few months later, I broke up with my boyfriend. Not because he was like in any way pressuring me, but because I was like, oh, this is a whole part of my life I need to like discover. discover." On your own, you know, you can't, yeah, I completely understand that. Wow. Gosh, that, that, that sounds like such a such a like crazy thing to like unpick and and this was a long time ago now right yeah because i'm like 21 now (laughs) yeah so so quite a few years back yeah interesting and the the other thing that i was really really interested to know more about and this isn't something that you identify with personally i think and that was being gray asexual yes um so I, w- I won't tell you my understanding of what that means because I will fudge it. Um, do you want to tell me what that means? Okay, so if you look... So you have to understand the idea of asexuality as a spectrum, which already a lot of people, you know, freak out over. Yeah. But, like, if you think about the fact that the average... I think there's that statistic. No idea if it's true. Why, how would I know about people thinking of sex a certain amount of times a day or whatever? No, I've heard it's, like, seven times a second. I'm yeah, like, hang on, no, how? how? Yeah, these statistics all <laughs> seem like nonsense. But I think we can all generally agree you're meant to think about sex, like, a reasonable amount. Or yeah. you're meant to... You know, people are meant to, inverted commas, of course. But there's all these ideas of sexual desire and that you can see someone and find them sexually attractive without ever actually talking to them or interacting with them. Not the case for everyone, of course, but that's like a thing. Yeah. And so you have to think about the fact that if you are someone who maybe experiences like some vague sense of sexual attraction or a desire to have sex, maybe like a couple of times in your life, yeah. that means you're much closer to asexual than you are to like a full-on sexual being, so sure. to speak. And so it's those people who use the term grey asexual or grey sexual or grey ace or grace. Like there's Grace is nice. Yeah, I like there's that. like lots of different shortenings for it. But it's basically it's quite deliberately wonky, like a bit um vague. Yeah. But it's basically when you are on the asexual spectrum, 
but you're not like full 100% asexual. So would being demisexual, for instance, be a, a type of being grey asexual or no? Some people say yes. Other people see it very much as its own separate thing. Sure. Personally, I think yes. I think grey asexual is like the bigger label and then there are things like demisexual inside it. Do you want me yeah. to explain what demisexuality is? I think that's very helpful. Um, so demisexuality is when you don't experience sexual attraction or you can't experience sexual attraction until a strong emotional bond has been formed. You're so good at these definitions. You just like I've had years them, of practice. Smash them out of the park. So in the case of demisexuality, it's not that every single time you enter a romantic relationship somewhere along the line you want to have sex. It's just that that kind of close emotional relationship needs to be there for any kind of sexual desires or kind of thoughts about your partner to appear. Mm -hmm. They're not not all demisexual people even act on them. It's not like you're waiting until marriage or something. It's literally you don't have any sexual thoughts or desires until you are in that relationship or even it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It can start feeling them for your very close friend. Yeah. But it's that emotional connection first. And I think... I think there's one thing that's really kind of important to point out as well, and that's kind of the difference between that or like demisexuality or asexuality or any of those things. The difference between that and maybe like being abstinent or, yeah. you know, um, what do you, when people do a vow of celibacy, for yeah. instance. And I think because I, a, a person who maybe they want to wait for that one special person they want to wait till marriage or they want to yeah. fall, wait until they fall in love with somebody that person isn't demisexual no they're not or I not mean, necessarily they, they demisexual be, they yeah. might be they might be no they're not so as a general rule things like abstinence and celibacy are about deliberately abstaining usually from something you want yes like that's the idea is you're making a commitment to abstain from something that you desire and in the case of asexuality you tend to not desire the thing. Yes. It's not really hard to get. <laughs> no, yeah. So while abstinence is about, again, it's that thing of action versus attraction. Yes. So celibacy and abstinence are your actions. You're making a decision not to have sex, whereas sexual attraction is a different thing. It's about wanting to almost. And that's where asexuality and demisexuality and all those things are. So there's action and there's attraction. Sure. God, it's so interesting, and I literally feel like I could spend this entire two hours like picking your brain over this. Because, again, I, I, I consider myself... I think this is something that we all kind of do now and then, is that, you know, I, I consider myself fairly educated, and I yeah. consider myself fairly educated on everything like LGBT+. And then suddenly I actually look into it, and the more I learn, the more I learn that I don't know. You know, I thought I kind of understood asexuality, but I've never actually, before yesterday, sat down <laughs> and gone, okay, let's actually learn about asexuality yeah, well, and the nuance to it. I mean, there's no, there's no reason. I think everyone should have a base idea, like a base knowledge. If they're part of the LGBT community particularly, they should have a base knowledge of like what asexuality is and what aromanticism is. Mm -hmm. But if you're not asexual or aromantic and you don't know anyone who is, or at least they haven't told you, then... Like, why would you know? It's one of those things you have to almost seek out the information. Yeah. But I, but, but I feel like we should know. Like, even if even if you don't know somebody asexual or you don't, yeah. don't have anybody in your life, who, who, who does Oh, yeah, in an ideal world, I think everyone should know. Because it is... I mean, there's the 1% statistic, and God knows how accurate that is, yeah. as is always the case. But that statistic about 1% of the population being asexual... Like, that's a small amount, but also that's, like... That's enormous. That's enormous! Like, <laughs> the amount of people we meet in our lives. Yeah. There's a massive proportion of them. 
And, you know, like I might have kids one day and one of my kids could be yeah. asexual or I could fall in love with somebody who's asexual or yeah. my best friend could be asexual, you know, like, and I think it's it's important that we pre-equip ourselves with the knowledge. Yes, definitely. So that we're ready. Right. We're going to do some music because Fabulous. I'm going to, otherwise I'm going to talk your ear off all day long. <laughs> all right. Let's do a little bit of Wild Heart by Bleachers. Do you know why I'm obsessed with that song right now, Amelia? Why? It's it's like one of the songs on the Love Simon soundtrack. <gasps> That's where I've heard it from. Yeah, in I'm the trailers. I'm really excited for that movie. Have you seen it yet? No. No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like I read the book like forever ago yeah. and I I think I bought it. I was in Cambridge for god knows what reason. And by the time I'd gotten home from Cambridge, I had finished it. Yeah, like, just like I just read it. it. Yeah. I just loved it. So I'm really excited for that movie. I, I saw the movie a couple of weeks ago and I literally went out and bought the book the next day and I read it in two days. That it's was fantastic. Such an amazing book, such an amazing film. The entire, like, I'm just, I just, I just love seeing LGBT plus representation and on screen. And it's such a sweet, like, it's such a sweet story. You rarely get kind of just like nice kind of like rom-com style storylines with LGBT characters. You literally never yeah. get, get those things, ever. Which is interesting. Actually, do you get asexual storylines? <sighs> well, we've got like one or two. Like, <laughs> no, we've like got literally. two. We've got <laughs> In like... the history of everything, we've got two. <laughs> There's like a character on that show, Shadowhunters. Okay. Like the vampire guy. Yeah. I haven't watched it. There's the guy from BoJack Horseman. And then, quite famously, Jughead from the Archie comics oh. is asexual. And the comic book version, like, he's great. And then he isn't in the Riverdale um, weird Amelia, show they made. Amelia, I'm so upset with you right now. Why? Do you want to know why? Um, so a little bit later on, we're going to mm-hmm. be playing a game called Queers Throughout the Years. <laughs> in this game, I quiz you on, on knowledge about... LGBT plus history and you've just ruined one of my facts. We'll, we'll just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, we, I'm going to bring it up later. I'm going to bring <laughs> it up later and we can just pretend that didn't happen. It was the Jughead one. Oh no. Oh, I was so excited I to tell you that. too much stupid ace knowledge. I was so excited to tell you I that. I dressed up as Jughead for, um, I like go to conventions like the, M- like you know, like MCM Expo yeah. and those kind of Comic-Con conventions. I dressed up as Jughead for the last one I went to. That is so cool. <laughs> With like an ace flag as a cape. Oh, amazing. I, I love Jughead as well. And I like, why, why didn't, why didn't the like, honestly, shout out to Netflix because like LGBT plus representation killing it. Every, no, yeah. Every everything. show, like boom, gays, lesbians, trans people all over the shop. Yeah, I've been loving One Day at a Time for that recently. Haven't watched it yet, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. Gays LGBT everywhere. representation. It's they great. They love the queers. But it would have been amazing if they were like, Jughead is ace. But no. But no. Tragically. We're not there yet. Not quite. We're not there yet. We're getting there. Right, I've derailed us. We're going to play a game. Okie dokie. We're going to play uh, two, tri- two Truths, One Lie, and I'm going to hand the reins of this show over to you. So I want you to give me three facts about yourself. Yeah. Two of them are going to be true, and one of them is going to be a lie. Fantastic. Have you got it? I don't know why I always pretend like we're just doing this off the cuff, like you've no, not yeah, already I've, prepared I've them. No, yeah, I've pre-prepared them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we, should we dive right in? Okay. Okay, so let's do it. my first fact yes. is I have been to a Morrissey concert. A Mor- I don't know who Morrissey are. They're one of those really cool bands, aren't they? Well, 
He's like, from the Smiths, <laughs> but now he's like like an old geezer. Oh, wait, it's not a band, it's a person. No, it's a person. Oh, God, I'm the worst. <laughs> I, yeah, okay, I can, fe- I can feel people judging me for not knowing that. So, Morrissey was a guy, woman, yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> guy? Guy from the Smiths. Yes. And now he's like in his like middle ages, but he still makes music and does like concerts that are attended mostly by like middle-aged men who really liked the smiths back in the day okay right. he's currently on tour apparently oh amazing well good good for good for morrissey <laughs> um so you went to a morrissey concert that's my first fact yes um and did you enjoy the concert consider yourself a morrissey fan i mean i'm if you can simultaneously love and hate a musician then yes <laughs> why why do we love and hate well like I mean, I like his music. Sure. And I really, really like the Smiths, the band he was in, but he just says such stupid stuff. Ah, problematic things. Yes. Mm. <laughs> All the time. Mm. Okay, fair. I mean, I say stupid things now and then, though, and you like me. Yeah, that's true. She, she hesitated there. <laughs> just just putting that on the record. She, she hesitated there. Uh, okay, um, well, I, I'm, again, I'm, I'm not committing just yet, but okay. I feel like that's true because that's quite random. Yes. So for now I'm saying true, but I want to hear your other facts. Okay. I have a hamster named Han Solo. And my last hamster was called Princess Leia. Oh, my God. I really, really hope this is true. Oh, little hands. Look at him. Like, can you, I can see him in my, in my mind. Does he have a little gun? That would be probably not a good thing to give a hamster, but you could probably make one. <laughs> yeah, like a, little just a little toothpick gun. Like, yeah, one that doesn't work. And like, oh, you could get him in the little jacket and you could like get him a little, the little, uh, the Millennium Falcon. Is that what it's called? Yes. Is that what it's called? I'm he, a horrible like, pre- Star Wars pretending nerd. Pretending he's not a Star Wars fan. No, I'm, I'm really bad with Star Wars knowledge. And your old hamster who sadly passed away yes. was Princess Leia. Yes. Aww. Oh, oh, and it's sad because Carrie Fisher passed away as well. Yeah, it was around the same time. No, as well. it wasn't. It was. It was literally only a few days before <gasps> oh. that my hamster died. Before the like the anniversary of Carrie Fisher's no. death, it was terrible. <laughs> well, okay, so this this has confirmed it for me that this one is true because if you've made that up, you're a horrible person. <laughs> so this one, this one's this one's true. Um, oh, that's amazing. Okay, let's let's have your third and fact. final fact. Okay. When I was at university, I missed my dog so much yeah. that I made my dad drive the two-hour journey with the dog in the car to take her to campus so I could walk her around the grounds. Wow. <laughs> I, uh, oh, I, I, oh, that has to be true as well, doesn't it? Uh, did you actually? Two-hour drive? Yes. <laughs> but just like, like, surely like you then hung out with your dad and you played with the dog for like a couple yeah, days. Yeah, like this. I went to a campus that had like a nice lake. So he, he literally drove up after work. Yeah. Uh, took, we took the dog around um, the lake, kind of did some nice things. And then he got the dog back in the car and drove home. Oh, but at least you like, you got like, that's quite a nice little story. Like yeah. you, you could paint that story as like, I made dad dr- drag <laughs> the dog two hour drive. But actually, I think you got to spend a little bit of quality time together there. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's quite lovely. I miss my dog as well. Like Aww. I only get to see him once a year. And I miss his little fuzzy, ridiculous we've, face. We've got three dogs at home and they are like a little nightmare pack, but I do love them. What are their names? 
Are they uh, Star Wars characters? <laughs> no. Jar Jar Binks. No, they are called Mopsy, Daisy and Daphne. Nice names. <laughs> nice names. Okay, so, okay, I need to unpick your facts. Right. I feel, What was your first one? Morrissey concert. <sighs> oh, see, I feel like all of them are true. I feel like maybe they're all true, but one of them you've, like, twisted some details to turn it into a lie. Maybe. So maybe, like, you, you don't currently have a hamster called Han Solo. Maybe you had one called Princess Leia, but you don't, you don't have one called Han Solo. Maybe, maybe the one you have right now is called Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> you know? Or, oh, okay, okay, I'm going to commit. I'm going to say the third one is true. Okay. You did get your dad to drive the dog two hours to your university because you missed the dog. What was the dog's name? Daisy. <laughs> Daisy, yeah. I think that is true. Oh. <sighs> No, I've changed my mind. The second one is true. You do have a Han Solo hamster and you've never been to a Morrissey concert because you hate Morrissey and why would you go to a Morrissey concert? That's my final answer. Is that your final one? Oh, is it? You are wrong. Uh, no! No! Oh. The, the lie is yeah. that I have a hamster called Han Solo. I, in fact, have a hamster called Harrison Ford and my previous hamster was called Carrie Fisher. <gasps> oh, my God. That just, like... <laughs> enhances the story the, uh, what you, that's just blown my mind wide open <gasps> so your current hamster the one that you have right mm-hmm. now is little harrison ford yes i have a, i literally have a hamster named harrison ford oh my god and my previous hamster was called carrie fisher and died on the like a few on days within the anniversary of carrie fisher's actual death that's really, really... How old was the hamster? She wasn't that old, actually. She um, es- she escaped her cage. Oh, and, no. I yeah. thought she died of old age. No, no. she How escaped she her cage. She, um, we had, like, a really big, like, proper heavy-duty cage that was, like, plastic, kind of thick, thick plastic, designed for guinea pigs, actually. She chewed out of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hamsters are terrifying. They have really strong teeth. <laughs> Yeah, their teeth and their teeth. If you don't like trim their teeth, they like grow out through their yeah, face. Yeah, and, like, they're weird little creatures. W- weird. I I killed all my hamsters, Amelia. Oh no! All of them, all in ridiculous ways. One of them, I like. I had this like cute little hamster ball for it to play in while I cleaned the cage. Yeah. So I was like, do 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 do. Put the little hamster in his little hamster ball. There you go, on the floor. Roll around. Da, 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 da. He goes for an adventure around the house. Oh I'm no! Like, yeah, off you oh, go. No. <laughs> and then uh, our lovely dog who who passed away, but our lovely dog Nipper. Mm-hmm. Um, Nipper comes, you know, plodding along. Oh look, a ball to play with. And he, like, gets the ball. No. And then he starts, like, charging around the house. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, charging around the house with the ball. And then at the top of the stairs, the dog is like, you know what? I'm just going to, like, kick this ball down the no. stairs as hard as I can. So, like, the ball goes flying down the stairs, kind of hits the bottom step, like, smashes open. Hamster goes flying. Dead hamster. All over the all over the carpet. Oh God! Oh God! How did we get here? <laughs> I don't know how we got here. We're having a lovely chat about asexuality, and now there's a dead hamster on the carpet. Isn't and, that how uh, it always goes? Welcome to Fubar Radio. All right, let's have some music. Um, I'm going to have one of your choices. I Ooh, think fabulous. A bit of Beyonce. Is that yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> School in life. Just start them 20-somethings Time really moves fast 
again on Fubar Radio. I'm very impressed with your French on Mon Amour. Yeah. And I really like the juxtaposition of it being about love but being the real side of love. Yeah, a lot of hatred, a lot of like weirdness and confusion. It's just like build up like the last couple of years and all these different moments and emotions I felt. So you know, it's like, crazy because that's like my experience and then you know someone else feels it. it's like sick. Do you get people feeding back to you being like, oh, I, this is how I felt when I listened to this? this is- yeah, they take it to they take it too deep. I'm just like, wow, cool. <laughs> Wish I could help a bit more but like, fuck, like, it's it's trippy, you know what I mean? But it's it's sick. Every Thursday, Harriet Rose from four PM, Fubar Radio. All right, we're actually going to play quiz throughout the years now. Fabulous. So for anyone just tuning in, this is a game where I have lots and lots of facts about LGBT plus history. Some of these facts are indeed factual, and some have been completely fabricated from the vacuous space of my mind. Um, and Amelia is going to have to try and figure out which ones are true and which ones are false. I feel like I have to do well in this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've, th- this week I've made all of them about asexuality in your honour. So you do have Fabulous. to do you do you do have to do well in this, or, or your entire brand falls yeah. apart. Like so there's no ace pressure. in the name of my like YouTube channel. <laughs> if I get this wrong, what am I? <laughs> I actually really, I really, really struggled to find kind of things about asexu- asexuality throughout history, um, and I, I, I don't know why that is, but I, I think it was asexuality was only a term that was made fairly recently. Yeah, I think so, and I think it's just like there's like nothing on it. So like obviously, ace people must have existed for ages. Yeah. But I suppose before it was like, you know, when it was really taboo to talk about sex, why would you talk about the fact you didn't want to have it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I really actually struggled to find history around this. But but I've got a few. I've Ooh, got a few. few. Cool. Um, I'm going to give you the one you, that you already know. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so my first one was basically that Netflix made a show called Riverdale um, based on Archie Comics. And they made Jughead Jones a character who has lots of sexual relationships with women. But actually, he was asexual. And you've already proven that you know the answer to this oh, one. Sorry, this is literally because I'm a hor- I'm actually a bit of a horrible like Archie comics nerd. I know okay. that's like the worst. Like that's the worst kind of nerd to me. I've never read one, and, and I'm super because I really like Riverdale. So yeah, I mean they're a bit like they're a bit dumb, but like in an enjoyable way. Okay. And they like re they relaunched them I think a couple of years back now, and the relaunch has been quite fun. They tried to make it a bit darker and edgier, a bit like they did with Riverdale. Yeah, yeah. And it was actually quite enjoyable. <laughs> is there, like, is Jughead's asexuality quite nuanced and in-depth? Or is it kind of very flat and just there? So, like, do they explore it? Well, so in, like, the old, like, cause, you know, the Archie comics have been around for ages and ages and ages. And originally he was, like, a strong woman hater. And it was not oh. well done in any way, shape oh or God. form. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> and then when they rebooted it, they're like, oh, wait a second. We can't just make him hate relationships because he hates women. That's... Offensive. Yes, <laughs> offensive. So instead they went, okay, so he's going to be asexual. And he actually does talk about it. There's been like, in the comic book, there's like an entire like arc where he has like an argument with his best friend Archie over the fact that he makes some kind of comment about him being a normal guy and how it's not his fault that Jughead isn't. Right, okay. So it's quite well done, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, that that's really cool. And I'm glad that they're like 
is a little bit of like yes. asexual <laughs> representation out there and i'm sure that that will improve with time um, god i hope so <laughs> when did this happen so when when was the new reboot made when was jughead jones think, made asexual i feel like you shouldn't quote me on this but i want to say it was like 2015 or okay. something so it was a li- like a good few years ago now but um so literally it's just the the only place it's like an actual like proper thing is the um comic series that's actually just called jughead Okay. Like that's where yeah. they actually talk about it and everything. The assumption is because all the comics are set in the same universe, therefore he is in all of them. But that's yeah. the only one they talk about it in is his own named comic book series. So you could say, like, if it, if this happened 2015, you could say that, you know, when Netflix started creating the show Riverdale, yeah. that, you know, that was a brand new change. So yeah. may, maybe if Riverdale had been created a few years down the line, then maybe that would have been yeah, considered. Yeah, like, I like, I like to give them have... the benef- benefit of the Always doubt. Always give them the bled and bled and flap. Bled and <laughs> The blend and flap of the doubt. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you another fact or not fact now. Okay. Okay. Now, this is one of my favorite ones. I think you're going to like this one. Okay. Um, Thysaurus was said to be the only city in ancient Greece that couldn't be conquered. It was originally thought that this was due to the perilous rocky terrain that surrounded it. But recently discovered records tell a very different story. Ancient Greece was heavily sexualized and women who wouldn't engage in sexual activity were exiled from their homes. Thysaurus, however, opened their doors to them, providing they would serve as part of their army. This resulted in thousands of women flocking to Thysaurus, and this asexual army is thought to be the reason that the city never fell. Oh my god, I want that to be true so badly. <laughs> Thysaurus pride. Thysaurus pride, a kind of army of asexual women sounds absolutely ideal <laughs> not not to throw a spanner in the works though but just going back to a conversation we were having earlier i wouldn't necessarily say that all of these women True. were asexual you're right you know i feel like in ancient greece greek times you know that there may have been a lot of women who were marrying not for love and yep, a lot true. of women may have been forced into it and maybe they didn't want to have sex with their partners and they were fleeing alongside the actual asexual people yeah, alongside i would assume some some nice greece Gre- grecian lesbian women Greek, grecian lesbian women as well I, I forgot about the lesbians yeah exactly um and they all just got together and were like you know what we're gonna, we're gonna be a fucking army don't don't fuck with us <laughs> Oh, I want that to be true so badly. Lesbians and feminists and asexuals unite. Oh, my gosh. Um, although I'm... So, like... Oh, I don't know if this is true or not. Like, I want this to be true really badly because that sounds really, really awesome. Don't take it away from me. But, like, I'm... There's so much detail in that. Mm. But then, like, I've listened to this show. Sometimes you put a lot of detail into the most crazy, like, fake things. I do. <laughs> I do. It's true. I do do that. So what, what do we think? I have, Where is Thysaurus? I know, right? I have... <laughs> I have okay, I'm going to say not a fact. Like, okay. I'm going to say not true. What, why? Why do you think it's not true? It just sounds completely... Made up. Made up. Like, it sounds fantastic. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Oh, I, that I wish I it was true. Made it up. Thysaurus doesn't exist. None of that exists. That's all, all just made up. <laughs> I wish it was real, though. No, it'd be fantastic. And this came from my, my frustration with trying... I was trying to find, like, a, a, a really strong asexuality fact about, yeah. like, powerful asexuals in history, conquering shit. Couldn't find anything. Mm, no, yeah. So, uh, I mean, we could, like, find some history books and just, like... 
put this in. <laughs> Nobody did question Just it. Just like scribble it in the margins. <laughs> yeah, be great. <laughs> All right, your next one. Okay. I hear like planes or something. I don't know what's going on. Okay. H.B. Lovecraft was a beloved science fiction writer. And while his writing was often hypersexual, in the real world, he never showed any interest in sex. He was a virgin when he was married at 33 years old, and the marriage only lasted three years due to his disinterest in sexual activity. Lovecraft never identified as asexual, however, probably because the terminology wasn't around at the time. See, now I know I have a friend who is listening who loves H.P. Lovecraft and is about to get really annoyed at me for not knowing anything about H.P. Lovecraft at all. (laughs) I don't know a great deal about H.P. Lovecraft either. I believe, and I may be wrong, that the like Lovecraft stories, novels, whatever we're calling them, are like really raunchy. Oh, no, yeah, I've heard that. I like, think. I've also heard from a lot of people who like love the love the stuff that happens in Lovecraft, like love the concepts, don't actually like the books themselves. Yeah. So, who knows why? Hmm. I hmm. I feel like that could be true. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna say that that's true. But why do you think? And and maybe you would have some insight into this. Why do you think Lovecraft would write such sexualized stories? if he was asexual himself. Well, maybe, I mean, again, I haven't actually read any Lovecraft stories, but I know there's, like, quite a big link between, like, sex and horror. Yes. And, like, you know how, kind of, frankly, if you find sex to be a little bit disgusting and a little bit kind of weird, then, and you're putting it in a story about, like, creepy tentacle monsters coming down to get you. I don't know what happens in Lovecraft stories. I have no idea. But you see what I mean. Sex and tentacle monsters. They're like scary stories and they're about (laughs) weird and creepy things. And if you find, you know, maybe if you find sex weird and creepy. (laughs) I hope we've got this really wrong. I hope Lovecraft stories are nothing like that. We're like tentacles and blowjobs. Tentacles and blowjobs. Lovecraft. (laughs) Um, So you're saying this is true? I'm going to say this is true. You are correct. Two two for two. Yeah, it's completely true. And yeah, but also, I just want to build on that, that I think, again, I, I, I can't speak for asexual people. Yeah. I, I'm not an asexual person. I don't know how that feels. But I think, so I could, I'm a writer myself, and if I'm writing, I might write about a heterosexual love story or a lesbian love story. Yeah. And I would write those characters, and I would enjoy writing those characters, and I would be invested in their relationship to the point that, you know, sex and sexuality yeah. would be a part of that yeah. and I wouldn't shy away from that just because true that's true I actually had oh gosh I did um, creative writing at university actually so did I yeah so, look um, at us being twinning fabulous no so I actually wrote for one of my pieces of writing I wrote this series of like short stories based on um, like fragments of Sappho and they were all these kind of stories about relationships and like they were mostly about relationships between two women and I gave like my excerpts for my group to read and they literally looked like my my seminar group they were like oh you're so good at writing desire and about writing like this kind of there's a real sexual tension in your writing I'm like really I mean great but I have no idea what I'm doing or how I manage that That's really, really interesting. Yeah. That's really, really interesting. And, you know, again, that could that could be what Lovecraft had to begin with yeah. and built upon it and 
took it places. Who, who knows? Um, I've also written a little note that also Florence Nightingale and Isaac Newton were apparently asexual as well. I've heard of the Isaac Newton one, but I've never heard that about Florence Nightingale before. Apparently so. Yeah. You, I mean, when you I do mean, your it research... Ha- it always has to be. When, it's a- when you're talking about people in history who are asexual, there's always a sense of, well, apparently... We're not... Yeah, you can't yeah. say for sure because they never said it themselves, yeah. but you can kind of... Assume or guess or... F- yeah, figure it out from there. Okay, would you like another one? Yeah, go for it. All right, let's do... Okay. Although they have a constant erection from the moment they hatch... <laughs> That's a great way to start. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just need a second. That's the great way to start any fact. It's Carry on. <laughs> All male alligators are actually considered to be biologically asexual. They show absolutely no interest in having sex with female alligators, and the survival of the species relies on the females tricking them into sex. The most effective way for them to do this is to disguise themselves as prey and wait for the males to attack. This gives them the opportunity to reproduce with the males, but this also often results in severe injury and sometimes even death. Hard life being an alligator. Wow. <laughs> um, so that's completely wild. Um, do, 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 do I say that's true or not, though? What you know what I think's interesting about this fact what? is the fact that the male alligators have a constant erection but they have no desire for sex. Yeah. Because I think those two things actually make sense to yeah, go together because, because the, the the male alligator is not going to get sexually aroused but in order for them to reproduce with the females yeah. they need to have the erection. Yeah, exactly. So them you know being born or hatched yeah. with it ready to go. <laughs> Is it's pretty convenient. Makes pretty, it easier to trick them, I guess. Pretty convenient. Oh my gosh! See, the little the, like there's part of me that's going, well, this is completely crazy. This is ridiculous. This sounds ridiculous. <laughs> this has to be fake. And then there's a little bit of me that wants to believe in this completely crazy wildlife thing. <laughs> oh, s- screw it. Okay, yes, I believe you. You believe, I believe me? You? Oh, you're an idiot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's made up. Um, alligators do have constant erections, though. That bit's true. That bit is true. Of all the bit, that has to be true. <laughs> of course, that you know that bit's going to be the true bit. Yeah, but they're they're actually really horny. Um, Fabulous. Yeah. All right, I have I have one more for you. Okay. Um, okay. There are a species of le- lesbian ace. Wait, let me start that again. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are a species of lesbian asexual lizards that exclusively form pair bonds with other females. Although they're able to produce offspring without reproducing, and although they show no desire for sexual intercourse, they can be seen pairing off into couples and mounting one another ritualistically just before laying their eggs. See, maybe it's just me, and for some reason I just will believe anything if it's a lizard for some reason. <laughs> but I also think that's true. <laughs> Wait, no, but isn't, it doesn't like a song about not believing lizards, isn't there? What? Is there not a song about not believing lizards? I've never heard that song. Is that not a thing? No. I just feel like the animal kingdom is so completely and totally wacky. You Mm. could basically tell me anything about them. I'd be like, yeah, it must be true. True. Must Must be true. true. Lizards bleed from their eyes when they have sex. What? No, I don't believe that one. You you broke the... That's the exception to the rule. (laughs) Wasn't there something about... Oh, God knows if it was lizards or... Might have been crabs or something. I remember hearing something recently about a completely, like a species of like 
crabs or something that can like completely just clone itself or like crayfish or something bizarre that's um, i i have that's none of i have insanity. none of the details here to give you like the actual information but i know there was some form of like sea dwelling creature recently they said is sudden is now able to completely clone itself it th- th- honestly nature the animal kingdom it's terrifying no yeah it's all <laughs> insane it, it's crazy it's like, just everything goes with mental things going on it's it's yeah it's out there <laughs> so what are we saying about this one though i'm gonna s- see again because nature's crazy i'm gonna say true so you think there's lesbian asexual lizards crawling around mounting each other for fun and just an, shooting out look, eggs. in an ideal <laughs> world there would be <laughs> that, but that, that that can't be true can it no, I'm still going to say true. Yeah, yeah. You are. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. Yeah, the, the lesbian asexual lizards exist. And when they, when they lay their eggs and the eggs hatch, they are always more female That's asexual so lesbian cool. lizards. They just don't produce males. And apparently this happened because lots of different lizards kind of like crossbred. And one day these lizards, which are called whiptail lizards, if you'd like to look them up and read about them, um, it just kind of happened and that this is a, a thing. I think the lesbian asexual lizards are now my new favourite animal because that's amazing. I think I can see you getting like a, <laughs> loads of them at home now. <laughs> alongside Add them to my crazy collection of pets. Harrison Ford and the lizards. Yes. You could name them all after like Star Wars actors. Excellent idea. You could have... Um, there have been the, enough movies. It would kind of Who work. are the new ones? Like, oh... John the, Boyega. Yeah. Daisy Ridley. The oh, lizards. Gorgeous female lesbian lizard. Yeah, Daisy Ridley is gorgeous <laughs> to go along with Daisy the dog. <laughs> right, we, we, I, feel like, I feel like we've gone off task again. Yes. Right, should we have some music? Sure. Let's have a little bit of, oh yes, Marina. Yeah. Acting awful tough lately Smoking a lot of cigarettes lately Boomar Radio, New End Women UK, will be hosting a live 24-hour radio show. Exactly 24 hours. hours. Starting on Friday, the 9th of March, from 5pm. As part of the He For She Arts Week, this will be a fundraising event. All the proceeds are going to the UN Women in the UK to change the reality for women and girls globally. Pitch Talk presenter Rachel Downey will host a 24-hour radio show. With loads of football presenters and an incredible lineup of guests. Helping her through the marathon show. 24 hours. So join Rachel Downey and her guests on Friday the 9th of March for the Fubar Radio 24-hour show. Parts of UN Women UK, He For She Arts Week. We'll see you on the 9th of March. 24 hours. Amelia. Hello. Could you do with a little bit of life coaching? I mean, probably. My life is always in shambles. Well, <laughs> well, then I've, I've got some good news for you. We have the amazing Catherine Mitchum joining us on the phone. Uh, Catherine is a life coach herself. Hi, Catherine. How are you doing? Hello, Callum. I'm great. Thank you. Oh, you sound so enthusiastic. <laughs> You know, why not be enthusiastic? Well, I, gu- I mean, <laughs> I guess you have to in your role. Absolutely. You have to stay positive um, for sure in my role and uh, just teach people how to get through stuff and try to stay as positive as possible. So do you want to do you want to tell me a little bit about like how you got into life coaching and like what it entails? Like, do you work with people one on one? Are you like talking to like big groups of people? I know you've written a little bit of a book. Like, tell me a bit about what you do. Sure. Well, I started as a yoga instructor 
And I went on to become a meditation instructor and eventually opened my own yoga studio here. I live in Evergreen, Colorado, so I'm right outside of Denver. And during the time that I was running the studio, I um, be- I actually went through a really challenging divorce. Oh, okay. And I was 40, and I had three kids. I still have three kids <laughs> at the time. <laughs> and it, it kind of shook my world. And, you know, all along I thought, well, I'm, I'm going along just fine, you know, yoga and meditation and I living a pretty pure, healthy life. But when that happened, my world really fell apart. Sure. And um, I... I found a coaching program that really helped me through my divorce, and I immediately knew that's what I wanted to do, and I ended up um, really attracting a lot of people in the community to the coaching program because there are a lot of, as we know, there's a lot of breakups, a lot of divorces happening all the time, and they finally felt like they could, um, you know, have that support that they needed to go through their really tough times. So I eventually closed the studio. I sold the studio and decided to do this full time. And now I coach people from all over the world, mostly one-on-one. I do have group coaching as well. And I am in the process of writing a full book. So it's just that it's, um, I'm finding that people are loving, loving, loving the tools to help them through really difficult divorces. Yeah. Gosh, that's, that's, that's so, so interesting and i love that kind of that you went through your own personal journey and you turned to coaching yourself and then you decided you know this has helped me so much that i now want to kind of go on and help other people i think that's like really inspiring and such a i mean it it comes from such a a good place as well that i really really like that um Mm, I, I I was hoping, and you, and you are such an optimistic, positive person as well. I can already tell, like just <laughs> just just the way you started talking to us. You know, you're like bounding out positivity, and and that that speaks to me. Um, I feel I, I do feel like there's a lot, kind of a lot of people out there who 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 don't choose to take the kind of optimism and don't choose to take the positive. Um, approach to things and i think that's really mm-hmm. really important um and now i'm gonna now i'm gonna go against everything i've just said and i'm gonna ask you <laughs> i'm gonna ask you for some advice on on myself um okay so <laughs> just gonna just gonna spill my, just, <laughs> just gonna spill my spill my beans um so okay. uh so like i guess i've been in and out of like relationships and things i was in a six-year relationship myself um Mm-hmm. a little while back and then I kind of like jumped between relationships and may, I, I, I kind of feel like now I'm in a place in my life where a lot of things are changing I've got things changing in my career I've got things changing in my personal life and I kind of want my relationship situation to change I feel like I've kind of been like repeating myself and going round on like a, a bit of a, a, a cycle of you know like going on one or two dates with a guy and never kind of going anywhere. And I think a lot of that is coming from kind of myself and internally. So I guess what would your advice be on kind of like maybe shaking things up or just kind of like moving myself to the next step? Yeah. So I, first of all, it's so great that you acknowledge it, right? And that you're saying this is an inside job because it's so easy to blame others when we are not where we want to be, right? Like, oh, there's just no one out there or, right, there's no quality single guys out there. So it's, first of all, it's so wonderful that you're saying, how can I change myself mm. to change my situation? And that's number one. You know, we have 
um, we have total control over what we attract into our lives. And we can look at what's happening either as a blessing or as, you know, something being a victim of it. So mm. it sounds like you're using this time to say, hey, this is a blessing. This is an opportunity for me to grow and to start attracting better people in. So that's awesome. Um, so the number one thing I want to say is, you know, it's so important to really um, think about what you want, right? Yeah. So much we kind of just like let life happen to us. And it's kind of like, imagine going to a restaurant, and I'm sure the restaurants in London are amazing. Oh, they And are. going they to are. your favorite <laughs> restaurant, right? Good. And you're sitting down at the table, and the waiter comes over, and you just expect the waiter to bring you, you know, something that you enjoy. So if you don't actually pick up the menu, choose what you want, and then ask for what you want, then you're, you're never going to get it. Oh, that is right. so smart. Yeah, so really getting clear about what it is that you want in a relationship. And we've all had bad relationships. We've all had breakups. If we can, instead of letting those relationships make us bitter, like, let's let them make us better, right? Let's let them make us better us. What were they reflecting in you that you maybe was a mirror for you that you might need to change a little bit? And then what do you want to bring into your life? You know, what qualities? So let me ask you. What qualities, Callum, do you want oh. in a partnership? Like, what do you want? Oh, are you, are you, are you putting me on the spot? You just, <laughs> uh, what qualities do I... I guess, <laughs> you know, I, loyalty and honesty, they're so mm. important to me. Like, if, if people who don't do those things, they, they drive me they drive me insane like I, I, I need like yes. loyalty and honesty and, and, and kindness, you know, people who are thoughtful. Yes. I, I guess I want all of these things. So, but like, I feel, I feel like I'm putting that, I feel like I'm putting these things out there into the world. Do you, yes. do, do you have any kind of, you know, you were speaking about, you know, having um, partners and things with, with, with different people and them almost like you reflecting your bad qualities. Do you have like any examples that, I mean, they can be hypothetical examples of like, of a situation sure. where that would, that w where that would happen. Sure. So one example might be if we keep attracting people who are um, maybe at some level, some form of an addict, right? Maybe oh, okay. they drink too much. Maybe they shop too much. Maybe they, you know, do whatever those addictive behaviors are. And it's really easy to point our finger and say, you are, are an addict, right? But usually <laughs> if we turn that mirror back on ourselves, and I don't mean to be negative, but this is a really common one, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. If you turn that mirror back on yourself, you start looking at yourself and saying, well, what behaviors am I addicted to? Or am I addicted to unavailable people in my life? Is you know, um, And yeah, what's yeah. my addiction? And you start healing that part of you, and then you won't be attracting those people in your life. So really, the negative qualities can really just be a little mirror. And that takes a lot of courage. You know, this is deep work to do. But if you really want to attract, you know, your soulmate and, and the people who reflect the best parts of you, you've got to become the best part of you. You've got to become the best version of sure. you. Sure. So, so, so I guess I have a habit of, of, of attracting guys who just want to get drunk and have sex and have no emotional yes. intimacy. That's that's like my thing. <laughs> that, those are the men I seem to attract. Uh -huh. So are you saying that you think that actually I could be exhibiting those qualities and that's why I'm ending up constantly being drawn to those men and those men being drawn to me? 
Well, I'm wondering, and this is just something to consider, it may not be the way you're treating others, but maybe the way you're treating yourself. Like, how much emotional intimacy do you actually have with yourself? And some of the qualities that that you mentioned, loyalty and honesty, like, how can Callum be more loyal and honest with Callum? Right. How can Callum be more kind and more thoughtful to Callum? So a lot of it is inner work. You know, how do you create that relationship with yourself so that you you can teach others how to treat you by the way you treat yourself? I think I uh, yeah, and I think I'm I'm actually the wor- I'm actually the worst at that. Like I I like to treat everyone else so nice. Like I like to you know yeah. just you know here's a cake because I love you you know. But I, ne- <laughs> I never buy myself a cake, and may- maybe that's right. my problem, Catherine. You know. And how often do you tell yourself that you're awesome and you're amazing and you're worthy and you're intelligent and you're handsome? Like I all of those I don't things think that I we ever. want to hear from a partner. <laughs> So okay, so, you know, <laughs> baby steps, maybe that would be a nice thing to do once sh- in a while sh- or every day. <laughs> sh- Shall I do it now? Okay, please do. Okay, um, Callum, this is a little note to yourself to say that you are unbelievably handsome, that you're lovely, that you're so kind. Um, I'm Catherine, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm really struggling to take it seriously. <laughs> oh, it's so sweet. It's, it, it's, but, it's hard but to really do. really do it. Put your hand on your heart while you do it, okay? <laughs> yeah. so okay. okay. Take your okay. hand to your heart. Imagine you're talking to little Callum, who's like so amazing and so sweet and so wonderful, and just talk to Callum. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's not a very, you know, it's not a very British, British people are very modest, you know. And we're, we're, we're it's quite true. My mom is British. Is actually. she? She's from Bri- She's from Bristol, and so my whole family lives over there. And I know that. I know it's very difficult to have that emotional intimacy with yourself. You're, it, it's not in your culture as as readily as it is here. You know what, Catherine? Before bed tonight, I'm go- I'm going to go into my little ensuite bathroom. I'm going to stand in front of the mirror. Possibly naked. We'll, we'll see. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a conversation with myself and tell myself how great I am. And I'm gonna I do like that you for to. you. And it gets easier and easier. And do it for me. And you're um, seven hours later. So yes, I'm gonna be thinking about this. And I'm gonna be thinking about you in front of your mirror, just smiling at yourself. You can even laugh at yourself. But you know, the coolest thing is the brain does not know the difference. So whether it's coming from you or whether it's coming from another person, your nervous system is receiving these messages. And so it's very calming, you know, to say to yourself, I love you. You're wonderful. You're um, beautiful. You're handsome. Like your brain actually registers it as the sa- at the at the same level that it would register it if it was coming from a partner. Is it a- actually real? Like science? Yeah. That's yes. That's it's amazing. That's cool, right? <laughs> that's so cool. I know. So why not do it? Right? Okay. It might feel silly, but why not do it if you're not receiving that? And you can even do it when you're in a relationship. So, yeah. you know, when you are in a relationship, sometimes your partner is distant or they get distracted or, you know, maybe a couple months have gone by and that spark isn't still isn't there, you know, and instead of kind of getting upset with your partner for not being there for you, I want you to try this and I want your, your listeners to try this experiment. This is crazy. So you start telling yourself exactly what it is that you wish your partner was saying to you. Within 24 hours, I kid you not, you'll get it from your partner because you're at that vibration, no. right? You're at this loving vibration. You can do this with coworkers. 
You can do this with very, you know, very significant people in your life. You can start saying to yourself the things you wish you wanted to hear. And it's almost like magic. You'll hear some version of it within the next 24 hours. Oh, my God. I'm so going to try this. I'm so, so excited (laughs) to try this. It's great. It's like magic. It's like one of those just magic tools that, you know, we don't ever really think about, but it actually works. So I'm so excited to hear how it works for you. Oh my god, I'm go- I'm go- I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet you and tell you how it how it played out. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> what what is it? While we're talking about Twitter, we can, we can do a little bit of a little bit of plugging. Um, what is your Twitter, Catherine? Sure. You know what's so funny? I am not a big Twitter person. Uh oh. But I think. <laughs> How do I hang up on her? I'm a, I'm a bigger, yeah, right? <laughs> I'm a bigger Facebook. I'm on Facebook and I'm big on Instagram. Okay. But um, on Twitter, I think I'm KC Mitchum1, M I T C H E M. Um, and I also on on um, Facebook, it's Catherine Mitchum Coaching. But I have a really fun thing I want you to download, and okay. I'm going to be watching for your name to come across. Okay. I have an ebook, and it's called No Mud, No Lotus Tools for Transitions. And it's for people who are just where you are in your life, you know, where things are changing and you want to create a new reality. There are tools in here. There's breath work and there's affirmations, like this, this practice that we just talked about. Um, there's, you can write a love letter to yourself. And so this is how you really change your life is by changing your thoughts and changing your habits. I am. And so if your readers go and you, cause I want to see your name on my, on my ebook list. Yeah. You can go and download it right away for free. Um, ebook.catherinemitchum.com. I am, I am all over that, Catherine. Like you have Yay. me at like writing a love letter to yourself. I can't imagine anything more fun. Can it, it can Wouldn't be, that be so sweet? Yeah, it would be sweet. I'd be so like lovely and romantic and, and really nice to myself. <laughs> but then I'd th- there'd be a bit of filth at the end, you know. You've got uh, to, oh, that's just, good. Just, just a little you bit, gotta you know. Got to keep it real. Got to keep it real. Got to keep, keep it, it spicy. Got to keep it spicy. Um, Amelia, um, while we have the amazing Catherine here, I was wondering if you, if you had any questions or any burning things in life with you that you would like to ask the lovely cat. Oh, we've got a picture of you up, Catherine. You are gorgeous. <laughs> Look at you. Oh, you're so sweet. You're Thank so. You. Uh, you're kind of Aww. exactly how I imagined you to look as well. Really? Yeah, just. Oh, that's awesome. Thank stunning, you. stunning. Uh, it's like I feel like if we were like just in a bookshop, I would just see you over there smiling away, like maybe like reading the blurb of a book, and I'd be like, oh, she seems like such a nice lady. I'd probably come up and just chat and probably buy you a muffin or something. <laughs> oh, I love muffins. <laughs> I love muffins. Uh, well, Catherine, I would love to chat to you all day, um, but but we don't we don't have the time to do that. Um, but you've been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for all the advice. Um, oh my gosh, thank and, you. Yeah. And I, you're, you're it's only going to get better, you know. And transitions, even though they can be hard, they can be our biggest gift, yeah. right? To recreate our lives and. So I'm so excited and we should keep in touch. I want to hear about all of your new, you know, amazing romantic partners oh, that come into your life. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be insta DMing you. You're going to get, you're going to be so sick of me. <laughs> 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 okay. Thank you cool. so much, Catherine. Chat soon. You're welcome. See you later. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Oh, I loved Catherine. She was so positive. Wasn't she the most positive? And I want everyone listening to just 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 
Google a picture of her because she is just a, a beaming beacon of, of everything you need in your life. Joy and light. Joy and light. That's exactly it. Right. We need, we need a bit of music that's going to match that joy and light. I'm thinking, oh, Smiths. Is the Smiths going to do it? <laughs> it's not going to do it, is it? Not going to do it at all. All right. Let's have a little bit of Walk the Moon. have a question amelia okay this this might no i i i hope this isn't a problematic question if it is just tell me i'm offensive and tell me to fuck off um (laughs) asexual people and pornography okay so i'm i'm i would assume and maybe wrongly but i would assume that asexual people wouldn't watch porn i mean they might do okay tell tell me tell me so i mean it's it's one of those things where like whether or not you personally want to do the thing, if you see like a like a pornographic act, that sounds so 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 stilted. Why on earth did I say act. it like that? <laughs> a pornographic act. Basically, if you watch porn, your body will have a physical reaction to it. Like not always, but like a lot of the time, you might you know you still can be aroused. Yeah. So you can still enjoy like watching porn. And yeah. be asexual because it's about like arousal and about like sex drive as opposed to like sexual attraction. So it's like, like I think I've heard it described once as it's like it's when you are asexual, it's not like directed at anything. Yes. So like you can still find like porn like stimulating. Yes. But it's not you don't want to be in that situation. You just yeah, yeah. it's just like almost like. The image you need to get your body in the right mood. <laughs> sure, because there's, uh, your body has a natural, yeah. almost connection to that. Yeah. I, again, this may not. I don't know why I'm <laughs> going to draw this analogy, but it just reminded me um, that apparently women will get aroused by seeing any kind of act of sex. Yeah. So if you show them a video of two. Moles having sex. I don't know why I went to moles. <laughs> Literally any animal. Two lizards yeah. having sex. Two asexual li- lesbian lizards. Well, <laughs> they wouldn't be having sex. Um, but yeah, apparently, like any kind of visual image of uh, yeah gets a woman around. Maybe not not mentally. They're not like oh yeah, two lions getting it on. That's sexy. <laughs> but it it kind of but it like gives, has a response. It has it, the body has the correct yeah. response, and I guess it would be well, like, the yeah, same in that it's situation. It's that kind of thing. It's like whether or not you actually want to be there, have you know, doing the act. You want you know, you can still look at it and get aroused. Yes, and so you can still watch porn and enjoy watching porn and be sure. asexual. That's really really interesting. No, it is quite interesting, I, I think, and it's not obviously it's not the case for like a lot of asexual people are like sex repulsed. Yes. Like they don't like looking at images of sex and stuff. Yeah. Where, but like not all asexual people are. I think sometimes you can talk about, sometimes asexual people will talk about sex repulsed asexual people and sex favorable asexual people. Yes. And sex favorable asexual people might choose to have sex themselves or they might just be completely fine with depictions of sex in media or watching porn. Gosh. There's like, so much terminology. You're, you're blowing my mind <laughs> wide open. I've literally learned so much in the past hour and a half. Like, 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, right. We're gonna we're gonna. Speaking of porn, nice terrible segue there, Callum. Fabulous segue. <laughs> <laughs> seamless, seamless segue. <laughs> um, we're gonna play a little game now. It is called Porn or Not Porn. Fabulous. And in this game, I have five clips. Five of these are from porn, and five of these are from not porn. And as it is award season, um, <laughs> we're going to celebrate the trashiest music that features in porn by playing a little music-themed version. Okay. So you're going to have to try and figure out whether these are real, like real, like music from music videos, or just music from porn. Yeah. Okay. I, I like. I, I like. Like. But I like. I lowkey kind of like love the music in porn. <laughs> Because it's so, like... Uh, we'll play the game, I think, is the best way to do this. I'm going to be so bad at this, just so you know in advance. This is yeah. going to be tragic. Yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel like you're, you're not the best person to play this mm, game maybe with. Not. But, but I have high hopes. I have high let's hopes. Let's see. All right, let's go. Here's your first one. Oh. So there was a little bit of a... There was like a little bit of a noise there, wasn't mm, there? But that could, that, you know, that could be part of a lyric or yeah. part of a... Can you play it again? Yeah, we can. I'm going to guess that's porn. Because of the little... Not of a, just that. There's something about that kind of just like little swooping music there that meant it could be. You know what <laughs> like I... Like the start of a scene. You know what I hear? What? Here? I, I think it sounds a little bit like Frank Ocean. Listen. Okay. Oh. Oh god! Now you've Do you know said what I mean? that. <laughs> like it's like one of those like really like vibey, like yeah. chilly, like Frank Ocean songs, and then he's like, go, it's like he's like clearing his throat or something, and then he's gonna like move into some like sweet sweet lyrics. I mean, I, mean, I still think it's from porn. Yeah, well, and that's because you're correct. Um, yes, that is porn. It is Appassionata, 1974, an erotic thriller movie. An erotic thriller movie. Mm-hmm. Do you want it one more time? Just for fun. Yeah, just for fun. Still sounds like Frank Ocean to me. <laughs> really does. All right, um, your next one is. Wow. Wow. Try that again. Oh, that could really be either. It really could go either way, couldn't it? Because that's like definitely like that sounds more like that's like lyrics or something like that's. That yeah, sounds she sounds like, like she's about a, to go into like yeah. a what do you call it when they do the, the do the thing? Like a riff. A like, riff. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> see, you understood what I meant. What? Yeah, she sounds like she's just yeah. going like to break out into a little bit of a riff. Or she's enjoying herself. She's having a great time. <laughs> she's got a lesbian pal over and they're going to town. What? You know? I think that's not porn. You think that's not porn? Yeah. Correct. Woo! That was from Sam Brown. Stop. I don't know what that is. I'm not cool I'm, enough. I've never heard that song. <laughs> not cool enough to know. All right, your next one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean I wish it was porn I know it would be fantastic if it was I but I don't think it is I wish it was porn like that would be like that's the, the most ca- musical porn oh they should make a musical porn oh god you know they do musical I bet they everything. have like they must do have think? someone must have it would be really bad but like Surely. Oh, I, I, if it's not been made already, I reckon I might get on that. <laughs> like, I think that could be incredible. Or you could do like a full like musical stage show, but it could be like with, but it could be like a sex show. Yeah. You know. I mean, 
that's what I I'll be honest that's you know the musical <laughs> Kinky Boots yeah but like when I first heard the word that's what I assumed it was yeah <laughs> I, I was I also thought Kinky Boots was going to be about because I had no idea either until yeah. I literally went to see it I've seen it like four times now but I had no idea what it was before I saw it and I I thought it was going to be about strippers or something yeah and then it was about drag queens no yeah I've seen it it was great <laughs> a great great musical um, nobody gets naked no which is a which is surprising <laughs> Beautiful. All right, so what are we saying? I think that's not porn. I think you are correct. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was from a porno? Like, I really, be... really wish it was. Yeah, it would be a fantastic porno. I really, really <laughs> wish it was. All right, your next one is... Oh, God, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here is what it sounds like. <laughs> Bush took a trial. Uh, what do we think? Hmm. Mm, this could easily go either way. It really could. Because, like, I could see how that could, like, be the start of some, like, really cool song. Yeah, absolutely. But also it could be some slightly strange exoticism, not so nice. Like Tarzan porn <laughs> yeah. or something. Like, I'm hearing jungle vibes. Yes. We're definitely hearing jungle vibes. Hmm. I'm... Oh, I'm... My heart is saying go with porn for this one. Yeah, your heart is saying porn. My heart's saying porn. Your heart porn. is screaming porn. Is that your final answer? Yes. Correct. Oh, fantastic. Is that four for four? Yeah. <laughs> you are doing well. If I if I, if we get a fifth ding sound, I'm going to be really, really... That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? That would it? be hilarious. The asexual guest <laughs> smashes porn or not porn. Expert. Like, I really, really want you to get this one. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Okay. The pressure's on. The pressure is on. Right. Your last one is... <laughs> I mean, it's like we didn't even make it hard this week, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this could actually be either. You know, maybe this is a red herring. <laughs> I mean, that's like for porn, right? Well, I can't tell be. you the answer. It's gotta be. It could. It, let's just pretend. Let's just let's just play out the scenario. What you know? Think music video. Close your eyes and think of a music video. Okay. Just just. Picture it now. Okay, here we go. Yeah, like it, uh, she's yeah. on a motorbike. Um, like she gets slammed up against the handlebars, which is why she makes that sound. Listen, yeah. listen, picture it. And, and then, then she like... And she like drives in and she's at the club and like... The yeah, mu- she jumps yeah. off. The guitar. music video starts for real. I'm seeing Demi Lovato <laughs> with a guitar on a motorbike. That's what I'm seeing, you know? <laughs> Can you imagine if that was actually the answer and I just fed it to you? That would you be hilarious. you thought I was fucking with you. It's actually, it's Demi Lovato, isn't it? Oh, no, yeah, definitely. I it's got to be. <laughs> so are we saying porn or we're not saying, porn? We're saying porn for that one. And you were correct. Five oh, yeah. Out of five. That was um, from Schoolgirl Fucks Loud and Hard. Okay. So, you know. Nothing mm. about that particular little bit of music said schoolgirl to me. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm still seeing the motorbike. Are you yeah, seeing you, a motorbike? We've put that in our heads too much now, though, haven't we? <laughs> we visualise too hard. <laughs> Can't move away from the motorbike. Um, I'm really pleased that that wasn't Demi Lovato. I think that would uh, upset me a little bit. Um, we are going to be reacting to your sex confessions soon. So if you want to send them in, you can do that anon- anonymously um, by emailing callum at com, And Amelia and I will be reacting to those pretty soon. We'll, we might give you some advice as well, but I'm not a really in a 
I'm not the best person to get advice from. I feel like, Amelia, you're quite a level-headed person. I feel like I'm pretty level-headed, but then my like level of experience mm. is probably pretty low. All right, my level exper- of experience <laughs> through the roof. Your level-headedness, together... Together we could do this. Together we're going to give <laughs> terrible advice. So <laughs> if you want advice, email Callum at FemaleRadio.com. All right, this is Death of a Bachelor, Panic at the Disco. Love a bit of Panic at the Disco. Literally, like, makes me feel like I'm a teenager again. I love it. It's been it's been a long time since I've been a teenager. <laughs> been like ten years. I'm getting 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 old. Well, not that old. Like eight eight nine ish. Yeah, you're not that old. You're good. <laughs> a, f- a fair few years. All right, we're gonna do. Um, before we're gonna do sex confessions, we've got one last little game for you, and this is match me if you can. Okay. So in this game, I have a little uh, celebrity um, dating profile here in front of me. It's not the real one. It's one we've made up. Just feel like I have to put that out there. Um, (laughs) And from this dating app, I'm going to give you some clues about this person. You're going to have to try and figure out who they are. Okay. Um, I hope you know this person. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is quite a niche person. Like, I I, I used to have a mass... I know you don't... Nobody knows who this is yet, but I had a massive, massive crush on this person when I was, like, a teenager. Okay. um, He's an interesting fellow, is all I'm going to say. Let's see. All right, okay. So your first clue is he has two siblings, Molly and Barnaby... Great names. (laughs) Fabulous names. He also has a very, very close relationship with his dad. Yeah, I've got nothing. (laughs) Molly and Barnaby. It's great names. Quite specific names. Quite posh names. Yes. I feel like there's potentially a clue there. Yes, could be. And you're like, yes, could be. Could be. No idea. Not a a single clue. Thinking of posh actors now. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't say it was an actor. True. Posh celebrities. Yes. All right, let's give you another clue. He went to Tower House School in West London, where his classmate was Robert Pattinson. Now, I feel like if you know this person, that is a big giveaway. <laughs> but if you don't, that's not helpful at all. I know. I still, I've still got nothing. Okay, oh, no. so posh celebrity, siblings called Molly and Barnaby. He mm-hmm. has a very close relationship with his dad. And he went to Tower House School in West London, where his classmate was Robert Pattinson. Okay. I love a bit of Robert Pattinson. I, I liked do. him when he played Cedric Diggory. Yes. That was that was that was like a, like that was just yeah that was a good time for him. Yeah. Didn't didn't like the whole Twilight thing. I mean, I did watch all of them. Well, then me I too. Also, yeah, I'm like, like, I didn't <laughs> like it. I mean, I sat through all eight films or however many there are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of like them a little bit okay i like i like them a lot really really love <laughs> love the twilight <laughs> i feel like they're just they're just films that are like good to watch they're yeah, enjoyable they're really to enjoyable. watch they're enjoyable to watch i feel like you're a massive twilight fan aren't you no i'm not trust and I've me i've just sat here and just <laughs> shat all over it no i'm one of those people who watched them all when they came out but yeah. like because everyone did yeah and i will admit i really did like the like the Remember the first book I remember really loving? I didn't read the books. No, yeah, I did. And I remember really liking the first book and then thinking the rest of them were really bad. Mm. <laughs> I, li- I liked it. I liked the wolves. I liked um, What's His Chops. He was a nice wolf. Um, you know, the one. Taylor Lautner. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful wolf of a man. 
um, could 100% get on board with that. I was 100% Team Jacob. I'm like, not not Twilight fan. Team Jacob! <laughs> Is that his name? I got it right, yeah? Yeah, it's Jacob. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just embarrassing myself. All right. Um, would you like another clue? Yes. His middle name is Benedict because he's posh. We're like really driving that point. I'm getting that. <laughs> any, any, any clues? I'm still, I'm so scared I don't know the act, like the actual celebrity it is. I'm going to tell you it's not an actor. Okay, the celebrity is. You keep wanting keep saying, to go actor. I feel like it's just because my brain says celebrity, actor. So, okay. <laughs> so not an actor. Um, okay. Posh. Posh. Went to school with Robert Patterson. Yeah. Hmm. I really don't know. You might not know who this who this is. Oh All right. God! Your last one, and again, this is this is a clue. If you watched it, if you didn't, you fucked. He hosted the Brit Awards last week. Oh, f- did you, did you <laughs> no, watch it? I did no, not. <laughs> that would be such a good clue. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. Hmm. So you know, it's siblings called Molly and Barnaby. It's obviously. No, that was, you were saying, he just gave me this look like that was just going to mean I just automatically just said that. No, still no idea. Oh, I feel like I'm going to have to give you the answer. Or maybe I can give you some clues. Um, I'm going to give you a big clue. Okay. He's a comedian. He's a funny, funny man. He has crazy hair. Oh, my God. I hate myself right now because I feel like I've just... You're going to say it and I'm going to know who they are. That's the worst thing. He he was in a TV show called Bad Education. Is that correct? Yeah, the producers are nodding. Um, with with um, lovely Leighton Williams, who came on the show. That was nice. Um, I'm going to give you the answer, and I feel like you're going to okay. go. I don't know who that is. Um, there's a picture, a, a pixelated picture on the screen for you. If that helps, <laughs> not at all, no. not even a little bit. <laughs> All right, it it was Jack Whitehall. Oh, for, yeah, okay. You know, you know <laughs> who that know is. Who is. I feel like you should have got that from all the clues. I really <laughs> should have got that, but my brain just went so blank. Sure. Um, but yeah, posh comedian. I didn't know he was posh, though. Oh, he's so posh. He couldn't be more posh. Like, I thought he was just one of those people who had kind of like a posh voice, but it was like affected, like he put it on. Oh, because he, but he does these, he does that like, he does like a show where he like, I think he, travels the world with his dad yes. or he does something with his dad and his dad is like the epitome of like upper class um yeah i was gonna say snobbery but that's not nice just <laughs> up, he's just an upper class gentleman an upper class gent yes um i so had yeah. no idea he was like i just thought it was one of those things he just kind of put it on like it's a bit of a comedy thing yeah well <laughs> i feel like maybe he plays into it a little yeah. bit like it works you know, it works for him, so he goes with it. All right, we are going to do some sex confessions. Um, so, shall I... The lovely, lovely listeners have sent in lots of lovely sex confessions, so we're going to read through them and react to them. Do you want me to read the first one, Amelia? I don't know why I'm calling you. Shall I? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, I was going to ask you if you wanted to read one. I mean, I, I, should I read the next one? So you yes, read the first yeah, one? yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, let's do it. <laughs> I recently dumped someone because she was super into pulling my earlobes when we had sex. It creeped me out and I was worried she was going to stretch my ears. Am I just being super dumb? I mean, you could have talked about it, maybe. Mm, I feel like that's quite an extreme thing to do. Yeah, that's... To dump somebody over pulling... But but maybe if it like... Yeah, I don't if know. If it I really could... creeped you out, then like 
like it ruined the whole experience for you, then maybe, yeah. But but dumping them over that, it, it just seems a little bit extreme. But I am wondering if that was kind of like the last straw. Yeah, like maybe. Maybe the relationship was already on the rocks and they were thinking, oh, you know, do I really want to stay with this person? Next minute, yanking away on the old earlobes. And then, you know what, I'm not feeling this anymore. Yeah, like it could be a last straw thing, I think. Yeah. If it was the only thing, <laughs> you'd wonder why you didn't have like a conversation about it, maybe. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I like to think that I, I, you know, I think that is really, really important. Just, 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 just chatting about these kind of things, like you know, when you pulled on my earlobes, like I wasn't really into that. Don't, I don't do that again. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> but also that um, it creeped me out, and I was worried she was going to stretch my ears. Don't feel like that's a legitimate I worry. Don't think that's something that can. <laughs> I don't think that would happen unless you had like maybe like stretchers. And you were worried they're gonna stretch out further. Yeah, possibly. Um, or does that even happen? Like, is that a thing? I don't think that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> um, I. I, I don't I don't know what advice I don't know what to say about this I just think just 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 don't break up with people because they pull on your ears yeah like it's maybe a little bit of an extreme reaction yeah I I think and I think maybe if you look if you really really liked this person and and you're writing in because you think you've made a mistake go back to the person and say I'm really sorry for overreacting <laughs> but like and just say that, you know, you know, it freaked you out. Like, we do silly things when we get freaked out by things, I guess. Yeah. Um, That's probably my favourite sex confession, though. No, it's, it's a it's great one. It's very specific. It's a great one. It's not one you would just make up. Like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Amelia, would you like to do the next one? Of course. Oh, they've addressed us directly. <gasps> That's fantastic. Okay. Hey, Amelia and Callum. It's not really a confession, but I'd like some help, please. I'm also ace and biromantic. <gasps> Represent. Ooh, represent. But I find it hard to come out. Does Amelia have any advice on how to break it down for family? Because I've tried explaining and they just don't get it. Well, I'm just going to have to sit, sit, sit this one out. <laughs> take, I mean, take it away, Amelia. I mean, I think with stuff like asexuality, it can be very easy to just dumb it down. Like... You can give, there's lots of very in-depth things you can say, but at the end of the day, if you, for example, if you're ace and you don't want to have sex, it can be easier to just go, I never want to have sex. And I mean, it's not something you even have to tell your family. Like, it's not any of their business. Mm -hmm. Like, it can be something you want to tell them, and that's fair enough. But I feel like the easiest thing to do is to just break it down to what it means for you. So I'm asexual and biromantic. That means I'm going to be dating um, any gender, but also, I'm not going to have sex with them. If you know, if that's the case, it might not be. Hmm. So say what it means for you, rather than just trying to explain the definition of it to them. Yeah, because that's the important bit at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that's that's all that matters. And I think, you know, just in the simplest possible way, getting yeah. them to understand, and as well, like maybe not expecting them to understand fully right away no, yeah like i think it's a definite process and i think for all different types of people coming out there can be you know you've been holding on to this secret for such a long time and you finally let that out into the world and you just want everyone to go great but yeah. actually you've had a long time to come to terms with that and sometimes yeah. other people need time to understand and also to come to terms with it so and I think for something like with an orientation, it's almost like a little bit confusing. So mm -hmm. something like ace and biromantic, 
Like, I can immediately understand what that meant. But if I said that to my grandmother, she would look at me like I was crazy. Like, yeah, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you feel almost like, I feel like because we talk online and we talk with other queer people so much, we forget that sometimes the like stuff we think is really, really obvious can yeah. be really difficult for someone else to understand because yeah. they're not completely immersed in it all the time. So it can be useful to kind of take a step back and think, right, okay, they're going to find this tricky to understand. What's the important thing? What do I want to get out of this? Like, why do I want to tell them? And what's it important to me that they, under- they understand and they know? And how can I tell this to them in like as simple a way as possible? Yes, like, absolutely. Absolutely. And if you want to, you can also just like direct them to like internet content. Because always there are people on the internet who can say it better than you. A Amelia lot of the time. Oh, yeah. Plug, plug. But, plug, yeah. <laughs> so my own YouTube channel, but also just like more generally, there's like great resources online for that kind of thing. Like but, no matter what you're coming out as, you can probably find a great web page to absolutely. direct someone to. Absolutely. But, you know, send them to Amelia Ace's YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was that was amazing advice. Thank and you. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised because this is this is like your jam. You're so good with these things. Um but yeah, like I, I, I have nothing to add to that because that was absolutely amazing, and yeah, and good luck to this person. Yeah, good um, luck. I know, I, I'm sure it's all going to be great. Um, it, you know, it just may take a little bit of time, but yeah. But you got this. We believe in you. Okay, now we're going straight in off the other end. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked a boy and a girl at the weekend separately. It would have been better if they had been together. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, as long as they were both down for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just, a, just a statement, really, isn't it? It yeah. would have been better if they had been together. You know, I, sometimes I guess I'm like that. You hook up with a couple of guys, or well, that would have been more fun if we all did it at the same time. Yeah, and more time efficient. Yes, take well, well maybe um, it wouldn't. Maybe it wouldn't be time efficient. Depends how into it you get. <laughs> well, that's a good point. You know, you might get carried away. Um, but that's very cool. And I also like, I, I kind of have, and I mean, you're bi-romantic. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I always, I'm so interested in almost like the nuance. And I feel like it's not something we discuss very often of like dating or having sex with like people of often of different genders and kind of like moving backwards and forwards between those. Yeah. Because like at the end of the day, People are different, like different genders yeah. are different. And I think it must be so interesting to kind of go back and forth between them, whether in a sexual way or even yeah. just in a in a dating capacity. I know that like some people are, who are like bi will be like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's the same because it's I experience it the same way. And then other people will feel very different dating a girl to dating a boy to dating a non-binary person. Like yeah. they feel like it's a really different experience. Yeah. And then some people are like, oh, no, well, it's, all, it's all dating. It's all sex. Um. Just because you mentioned non-binary people there, yeah. um, as a bi-romantic person, um, would pan-romantic be a thing? Or is it the same? Or So I think pan, like in the same way with pansexual and bisexual, whether or not you, like how you define them and like which one you use is yeah. like entirely up to the individual. Yes. And like it is literally, it's like exactly the same with bi-romantic. I, choose, I chose to use bi-romantic because... For whatever reason, I identified more with the label bi than the label pan. Sure. But that doesn't mean you're but, not going to date a non-binary yeah, person. But it doesn't yeah. in any way mean I wouldn't date a non-binary person. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Uh, we have a couple more. Do we have time? Yeah, we've got we've got a couple minutes. All right. Next one. Did we cut? Co- yeah, we covered that one. All right. I have a real I have a real thing for older men, especially ones with slightly grey hair. Oosh. 
That's like a thing though, isn't it? Like yeah, Silver like, Fox. That is a massive, massive thing. I was having a conversation with a couple of friends about this just the other day. Like I feel like I, I feel like you're not even in the minority with this. No. Like there are so many people out there who are into like the older guy thing, the slightly grey hair thing. They go crazy for it. Like myself personally, that's not my bag, but like I can see it. No, I can see it. Like for example, I like really, really love Pride and Prejudice, so it doesn't really matter how old Colin Firth gets, I'm still gonna have a crush on him. <laughs> hundred and twelve. Doesn't matter, he's still Colin Firth. He's still <laughs> playing Mr. Darcy. <laughs> still smashing it. Yeah, like yeah, I, I, I totally like my best friend even, she's like she's crazy for the for the older ones with the with the, with a little bit of grey. So yeah, Silver Fox, it's one hundred percent a thing and you know, don't feel different. Just, yeah, you, you know, you do you. You do you. You fit. You fit right in. Um, how do I get over a crush on my friend's mum? Okay, I immediately thought of that song, Stacy's Mum. I was thinking of <laughs> Stacy's Mum as well. Oh, I wish I had that loaded up to end on. That would have been good. Ah, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you have to kind of take a moment to be like, well, it was never going to happen or at least you'd, you'd hope it would never happen I mean, I it, depend, I it depends on what the age difference is we're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, here yeah. obviously and like how old the person asking the question is but in most cases i think you could guess that it was never a crush that was gonna go anywhere yeah but i feel like it's i, I feel like the fact that it's your friend's mom actually doesn't change that doesn't much change because the fact like you're, yeah you have a crush and you kind of have to get over a crush the same way you always do which is i don't really know you just god knows like someone tell me when they work it out yeah (laughs) because we all need that information i think just just try and put her out of your mind you know yeah remind yourself that you got you know because when you have a crush on somebody you sometimes lie to yourself about oh this could happen so maybe you're at your friend's house and the mum's there and she smiles at you and you're like oh well maybe she's actually interested but she's not like that's in your imagination you know yeah and i think just like getting it out of your mind as much as possible is probably the best thing you can do my my lovely producer just came in and she she tried to get stacy's mom for us but but it's it's, it's not it's not it's not happening it's not happening um so you know I, i think just just try actively try and get over it yeah like actively trying to take a moment and be like Okay, I need when you find yourself thinking about it, just kind of take a moment and be like, it's not helpful for me to fantasize about this. Yes. Because it's not going to change anything. Yeah, absolutely. All right, would you like to read the final, final one here, Amelia? Okie dokie. I get really horny in the summer. In the winter, I find it more of an effort to be in the mood. Is this the same for everybody else? Uh, it is for me. Is uh, it? <laughs> I wouldn't say I find more of an effort, but in the summer, I get insanely horny like the summertime for me like just that in the spring second that blossom comes out it's like proper aphrodisiac for me like bit of blossom i'm like ready to go uh so yeah like and as well like with it being cold and things yeah like there's that whole thing of like winter blues and people just feeling a bit down in winter isn't there yeah and i think that's i i I genuinely think that's a thing that i bet that is a thing i think that's a thing and i i don't think you're alone in that um, no, yeah, I reckon it is. I think it's must. It's like one of those things in the same way that like in winter you're spending all your time kind of 
you're not doing anything sexy in winter as a rule. You're kind of just bundled up and trying to yeah. get over a cold. For like yeah, most so of another the... sexy time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amelia, that brings us to the end of the show. Oh, you! Oh, you sound so dis. Oh, you've been an amazing guest, and I think you've probably taught my lovely listeners more than we have ever taught on a show before and and i've learned a lot myself so i can't thank you enough um where can people find you so um i'm amelia race on youtube you can just type in amelia race and it will come up there's no um gap in between it it's amelia race all one word so that's how you find that on twitter i'm amelia race with an underscore at the end because someone got there first and stole the yeah stole it without and then on Instagram, I am Don't Kill Birds, which is one of those usernames <laughs> you've had for so many years, you just can't change it anymore. So Don't Kill Birds, but without the apostrophe. Amazing. Well, Amelia, you've been amazing and um, got a little bit of Stacey's Mum after all to end yes! with. This is Stacey's Mum by Fountains of Wayne. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.